We're heading to Hector now, a coastal township between Westport and Karamea on the west coast. Cosmo Kentish Barnes spotted a museum sign on the side of the main road and followed the arrow. It led to a converted garage at the end of the street with only native forest beyond. Inside, he was greeted by a music aficionado in his early 80s. I'll put a wee bit of backing track on here just to give you an idea. My name is Barry Skinner and I'm the owner of the Hector Country Music Museum. Why and how did you start this museum? Well, I always was a collector of records and music, you know, LPs and stuff. And I was in Australia and um, I used to go to, in Australia, Slim Dusty and a lot of those early artists would travel around the country, come to little wee towns like Granity or Hector, but people would come probably from probably 100 miles, even a couple hundred miles around to come and see these. And I started with the photos, with getting autographed photo. And that's how it started, you know, and uh, so I started writing and to a lot of artists in America. There's about 650 autographed photos in here. The walls are covered in autographed photos. Are these all ones that you've collected? Yes, yeah, yeah. I've run out of wall space, so I'm hanging off the roof now. <laughs> What's the most famous one you've got? Oh, well, I've got Glenn Campbell, Merle Hay, Ray Charles, Willie Nelson. I've got them all. You know, th those guys are, are they big. You know, Willie's still going. Merle died. Buck Owens is another one. And uh, so there's all, there's all um, American and Australian and, and of course, Kiwi mm. in this uh, place here, you know, all through here. So you've travelled around the world? I've been to Nashville twice, and the uh, first time I went to Fanfare, which is what fans come, I think there was 52,000 fans come to Nashville for about 10 days. You went to Nashville to collect autographs? Yeah, to meet a lot of these artists, because you could, you could. They were in the Tennessee State Fairground, and they have a, a whole weekend, they've got a, a, a booth, what they call a booth, yeah. and they sell T-shirts, caps, yeah. records, and you can... You can get photos of them and you can uh, take photos of them and give them a cuddle if you want to. If... And you can line up and have a chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does um, that still happen? No, I, from what I gather now, with the way things are, they come down, a mate of mine has taken a couple of tours over there to Nashville, and uh, they come down the Cumberland River on a barge and wave to you like the Queen. You're on the side of the bank. It's just because what's happened today with people that were in danger and people yeah. just was some desirables we've got in this world. Yeah, things have changed, haven't they? <laughs> people, oh, it's, it's so, yeah. you know, you could talk to them, you could, and it was really great, you know. I remember Randy Travis, he was so hot in 1986. He was, he was the top king. He had the key to the city and he could do anything. And I got to about five in the queue to meet him, and then I went and met him at the, he was at the Country Music Hall of Fame, and it was like, remember Elvis and all the screaming teenagers used to yeah, yeah. scream and yell? <laughs> and it was just like that, and uh, you couldn't get near him. So it was probably, uh, I come, when I come back, I sent him a letter, and I was doing a radio program um, at the time on radio, and in, in Invercargill, actually. I done um, 
I was with uh, Fowler Radio. And anyway, I sent him, a, sent him a letter asking for a photo, and I said, could I get a, a voice jingle, Christmas jingle, greetings. It was really funny. He uh, replied back, and he had that on a tape, and he put, uh, how did he say, hi, I'm Randy Travis, for the best in country music, tune in to Barry Skinner's country show, 12.24 a.m., 8 to 12 Sunday mornings on Fovo Radio, and instead of saying Fovo, we had Fufu Radio. <laughs> so you had your own country radio show? Yes, it was only part-time, four hours a week, Sundays, mornings, and uh, used to have um, three-quarters of Invercargill tuned in. I bet they did. That's on survey results. And Slim Dusty was out in 95, hadn't been to New Zealand for about 30-something years, came out and I had him uh, for four hours, the whole show, and we were getting phone calls from all these ham radio guys. We even had one from Australia, a guy was listening to it. I was the only one that got a radio interview with him. And of course this, this would be my most prized possession, this... This poster. This big poster, yeah. With the first day cover, that's Slim in 52. He put out 107 albums. The walls are totally covered in signed photographs. Mm. The ceiling is totally covered in... LP covers. LP covers. Yeah. There's some CD covers in here as well, but uh, mostly LP covers. And there's um, quite a bit of country music memorabilia. There are caps, booklets. There's old songbooks, buckles, T-shirts. And on top of a glass cabinet, you've got some old 45s at. I brought these in the other day, yeah. But I've, I've got to virtually say, you know, I've got no room. <laughs> there are also quite a few musical instruments. Um, yeah. Do you play? Yes, I play a steel guitar and a dobro. There is a steel guitar here, a blue one. Um, tell me yeah. about that. Well, I built that about 20 years ago. And uh, I got very bad arthritis in my hands and I couldn't play guitar. And uh, I moped around, you know, when, you, when you've been playing an instrument for a long time and then you can't do it, you get very frustrated. And uh, But anyway, after about well, four or five years, my wife said, why don't you take up steel guitar? And I said, oh, I couldn't play one of those things, but I, I did, and the, the original one is in the cabinet there. So I took it up and, uh, yeah, and developed with it, and I play a, a Dobro too, which is a resonator guitar. That's, uh, that was introduced into America in the... About 1928, 29. It's got a big steel plate. It, it. It's got the what they call a resonator, you know, and um, beautiful sound. They they really ring, you know, and they're used a lot in bluegrass and and traditional. And I play it a lot. I go to I play a lot of festivals, uh, but now at the moment my wife's very sick and I can't get away. But I can get away the odd one, and. Um, the Dobro is just a sound you, you never hear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Would you like to play a tune for me? I could play a tune. Um, I've got bad arthritis and most of them have a, have a, a strap around them and, and hold it out, but I've got to sit down and play. You have three picks on your fingers. Three steel picks? Steel picks, yeah. What do they do? They, well... <laughs> A dobro is not a, like a guitar. It's, a, it's an instrument that, um, it's a, like a filling instrument. Mm. You cannot play it rhythm like a guitar, you know. That's why I use the backing track. 
Terry Skinner at his Country Music Museum in Hector on the West Coast. He says he can go for a couple of weeks without getting a visitor. So pop in and say hi if you're passing through. Now, to check out a video and photos Cosmo took at the museum, and photos from all our other stories, go to the RNZ Country Life webpage.